welcome to Tharpin 30, the pop culture podcast where we discuss everything from Empire Records to Empire Strikes Back Ooh. in a tight 30 minutes. Uh, my dear friend uh, Katie Ryan is on the podcast today. I'm so lucky to have her. I know she's a busy, busy lady, a busy mom, a busy working person, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's it's a pretty good dig gig and a dig. Hello. How are you today? I am wonderful. Uh, thank you allowing for allowing me to reschedule this three times no so worries. that it could happen. Uh, I was very excited for the topic, and I can't wait to destroy you in not only knowledge, but celebrity gossip. I love celebrity gossip. You know how we do over here in Tharpin 30. Um, we're talking about Empire Records today, and I kind of thought a lot about... I, I classically don't like this movie, blah, blah, blah. That's why we chose to do it. You, you don't like it either. That is correct. And then and then I started to feel bad, like, oh, is this, it's low-hanging fruit. Am I going to trash someone? And, oh, this is such fucking bullshit. It's pretentious bullshit, you know, and then people get upset or whatever. Because people love this movie. It is a, like, cult classic especially from we're 40 years old it came out in 95 yes it people are all over this record and or this movie and i just i the god i hate it oh yeah just uh check out the online reviews the articles i mean they use the term cult classic all over the place kids are dressing up as those characters for halloween it's (laughs) (laughs) mind-boggling wow it yeah it uh, I, I never liked it, uh, and mm. so so I, I really tried to walk it back and be like, okay, let's look, let's look at this through like a decent eye, and I'm not just gonna trash this movie for you know like you know be like, and then I watched it yeah yesterday yes and I was like no that's did you have to pay around. to watch it I did yes uh, <laughs> that's so, how that's how good this movie is is that you can't mm-hmm. even stream it for free mm-hmm. you can stream all the uh, other cult classics yeah on Apple TV oh no I went even a step further I signed up for the Stars seven day subscription and then set a calendar reminder to go back and cancel it so I didn't even have to pay uh, to watch it <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, by the way call me next week remind me to cancel that oh you should get uh, the, <laughs> Even though that's not one of our sponsors, but isn't that a thing now? You have like a an app on your phone that like cancels all your shit for you. Uh, the, yeah, there's several actually. Mm. Well, uh, they remind you what to, you're paying for, what you're not using. Yeah. Shout out to future sponsor that thing. <laughs> that thing. Uh, go ahead and give us a <laughs> uh, drop us a note on our email. It is tharpin30 at yourmama.com. <laughs> yourmama.com. Hey, so we're gonna talk about just like the stats of the movie, right? Like Empire oh, Records. Sure. We can do that now if you want to. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, let's lay the scene. So we're talking about Empire Records, the movie, released in 1995. Um, it is uh, the story of 24 hours in the life. I was going to ask you if you wanted to do a synopsis. Yeah. Oh, I've got like it. like a rundown. Here we go. 24 hours in the lives of the young employees of Empire Records. They all grow up and become young adults thanks to the manager, Joe. But there is a problem when Lucas runs to Lucas. Atlantic City. With the petty cash, fucking Lucas, and they got to save the day, and and they're and they're a motley crew. They don't like each other, but they're gonna be best friends. I think that's the best synopsis, though, because like everything else is off the fucking rails. Well, the like, pumpkin nothing, beer helps. Nothing that. else makes sense in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the third act is a bloody mess, and 
upon further re- research, it, it, it's like there's other characters that are cut out. It's it's a it's a pretty tight. I don't know, eighty minutes. I want to say eighty five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. You can tell there's so much missing stuff in this movie. It's so convoluted. I don't know what's going on. It's so many times we'll discuss that. Oh, I I have notes for days on that. It, like I watched it twice, and I kept asking the same questions. It, like, wait, wait, how did that happen? But wait, wait let's let's take it back. Let's take it back. So this came out in '95. Um, it flopped in the theater. Barely made two hundred twenty-five thousand no, dollars. No, have, there was no marketing. I, I have I have different notes. It, it there made, was no promo. It, that's, that's not true. It made three hundred and ten thousand dollars semantics uh but sure yeah it like against a 10 million dollar budget that's pretty bad yeah um but then it, it came around later and i didn't really read too far into what happened but then later on it got picked up and then suddenly everybody was just raving about it and it became the quote-unquote cold classic i, re- I remember it the i remember the the trailer i remember people renting it a lot i remember it's very much a Gen X text, you know, and, but this is aimed right at me. This is aimed right at you. I love pop culture. I love rock and roll, you know, so like everyone loves, I don't know, Liv Tyler and a crop top. There's so many crop tops in this. Uh, that's what we call that, right? The crop top? Correct. Crop you, don't, top. you don't need to actually touch your breasticles there. We, uh, okay. we all know what a crop right. top yeah. is, John. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to, that's, I'm just trying to make sure <laughs> crop tops and short skirts, you know, for the ladies in this movie. And um, it, it, I don't even know where to start. Can it, I get a clarification? Sure. When you said you rented this, does that mean you went down to your local Blockbuster and took home a VHS? No, I didn't. I didn't even see this movie until probably ten years ago. What? I'd never seen it until oh ten my years ago. God. Because everyone's just like, just the trailer. When I'm a kid, I'm like, I bet this movie's bullshit. Dude, 20 years ago, I had girls calling me or texting me saying, hashtag Rex Manning Day. Happy Rex oh, no, Manning Day. No, no, of day. course. No, of course. The fucking Rex Manning Day. Oh, I want the audience to note that Katie is wearing a Rex Manning t-shirt right now. I, I am. But uh, it, it's, I don't know, like, like here's how I knew this movie was bullshit. When it came out. 10 years ago. No, 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 no. <laughs> 25 years ago when it came out. In 1995. When I was 13 or 12 or 13 or whatever, when I was just waiting to just soak up uh, pop culture, Gen X culture, we're not members of that. Junior high, best years of your life. Yeah, sure. And and I was, you know, we're not members of, of that generation. We're obviously, we're very on the cusp. There's a big argument out there about our, why are we... The, you know, on the on that whatever we there, are on the cusp, millennial there, there to should, there um, should be generation a, a X. Special little weird whatever. I'm not yeah. gonna, that's for my different podcast. It's called Millennial or Not? Question mark Smiley Face. Ironically, but, I'm not available that day. But go ahead. I know, I know you're not. <laughs> it's hard enough to get you here the first time. Mm. But uh, so it just looking at the soundtrack when I was a kid at the music store, I'm like, this movie's gonna suck. This is terrible. It's like. It is the most benign '90s music. Hey, they played ACDC. Why are you hating? Which is not. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's the it's the most. Uh, it, it's hard to explain. Like Toad the Wet Sprocket, uh, Dishwalla, shit like that. It, it's um, Gin Blossoms actually charted on off the single off this, but I mean like. It's the least edgy anything, and like everyone's like a record store whiny person, and and, and it's like 
there's nothing on this soundtrack, not one song that I that I would stand that I would stand behind. I'm just saying. Like, hey, they play the cranberries. I love the cranberries. Yes. Um, it's not on the soundtrack. It's in the movie. Clarification. Just, when you said that you were looking at the soundtrack after the movie came out, were you at the Sam Goody at the mall with the headphones on? No, checking I it was out? at Suncoast at the mall. Ooh, name um, drop. The cooler place. <laughs> the cooler one. I thought uh, you were going to say the Barnes and Noble basement. <laughs> no, uh, I never got that. I, I always felt like someone was trying to listen to jazz down there and just like be, be like, don't leave me. You know, leave me alone, man. Leave don't me alone. bother me here. Come on. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there's so many other side note subplots to this movie besides the fact that Lucas has stolen the money, essentially, and gambled it away. Correct. So Lucas has his first shift of closing the store. Hold on, hold on. We have, who directed this film? Uh, did not write that down. That was it's your Alan job. Alan Boyle. Okay. Uh, also famous for another pretty... Pretty famous music movie, uh, Pump Up the Volume. I love that movie. Me too. Um, I don't like all the happy time Harry jacking off stuff. No, that was very 80s and it can stay that way. But but a great soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah. Great uh, soundtrack. The the version of Wave of Mutilation has been on my Spotify playlist for years. No doubt, no doubt. Shout out to the future guest, the Pixies. Um, (laughs) Or Pixies. Probably not Kim Deal though. She doesn't like them anymore. Um, so before we even get into the actors, I have to say there's twice in the opening montage that there's neon signs that say vinyls. Yes. With an S. Yes. That's not how it is, people. I don't, uh, for all you millennial listeners out there and younger and the Zoomers out there who are huge, huge fans of this podcast, uh, it's, it's just vinyl. God damn it. That was twice in the in the opening party montage. party file number one. And number two. But uh but anyway, um let's you wanna go over the cast here before we just get into the plot. Okay. Well this. we have our main characters. Uh Joe is played by Anthony LaPaglia. And I say La uh, yeah. I'm gonna bu- I'm gonna butcher this. Don't he's worry. An, he's an Aussie. Just go with it. He's, he's an Aussie. Go- Google these names later, kids. His uh his Australian accent comes out several times. He's so Australian? He's are you fucking kidding me? No, I didn't, I didn't look him up. He was kind of the boring one. I was, I was going for the other characters. The He'll be like, "Come on, Lucas." I mean, "Come on, Lucas." My God. <laughs> okay. So wow. <laughs> anyway, go all ahead. right. Uh, next, we have Rex Manning, is played by Maxwell Caulfield. Jane, Which, love Jane. Hold on a second. Oh, just, oh we're gonna just, stop just, for everyone. Just, no, no, oh my yeah, God. Of course we are. Um, Tight thirty, John. Just uh, that's why I'm saying we have to speed up. Um, the Rex Man Rex Manning's played by whom? Uh, Maxwell Caulfield. It it is a murderer's row of B movies for this guy. So this is probably his most famous famous gig. Is it? Oh yeah, it, it's it's he it's a it is like I said a murderer's row of B movies, and just yeah and and, and I'm not hey the guy's got to eat you know. Sure. I'm not knocking anybody for I mean, he's listed as, or... as the third top actor on the IMDb. Which is bonkers. Although, if you look at what he's known for, Empire Records is number three. Number one is Grease 2. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. This Hello. Is... I forgot about that. It's even in my notes. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer. How could you forget? Uh, we, we love uh, future guest Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, Call me. So, <laughs> uh, I do love the actor Rory Cochran. 
Okay. But I hate this character so much, Lucas. Like the like he's 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 so thirsty. Speaking of thirsty, oh snap. There goes my soda. Um soda. <laughs> it, I, in my notes I have Roy Cochran, Lucas, thirsty. <laughs> okay, so are we actually gonna talk about him, like his background? Well, I mean, we can. I mean, like... Uh, Are you, you ready know. for this? Sure. Did I you mean, know that he was Slater on Dazed and Confused? I didn't even know that until I watched this, like, last week. I'm yeah, so lost on this course, character. Dude. Like, uh, he's great as Slater. Yes. He's terrible as Lucas. I mean... I don't know what he's Are you cool, to- man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what are you guys up to? Oh, a little weed, you know. There may be a beer bus later on. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you lost my case. Oh, man. I don't know Classic. what he's trying to do as Lucas, even. Like, I'm no. not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying this movie's very unfocused. What's with the part-time narrating? Like, he looks at the screen three times throughout the movie, but, like, not the rest of the movie. So yeah, it's you like, can't break the fourth wall. It's and confusing. Then it back, and then yes. And you don't do it. Yes. Because this movie is so fucking unfocused. Oh, my God. I wrote down my least favorite quotes for the movie. He is 70% of them. <laughs> um, I do also love the actor, Ethan Embry. But I but hate this character. Yeah, but sure. Do dude. You? dude, I really did like uh, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. That's a classic 90s movie that, that he's good in. I don't, I, we can't it's even, a high school don't movie. even get me, if we're going to do a part two, I will Weirdly destroy enough. Can't Hardly uh, Wait. Okay, fine. I, I will no, take no. it down on that one. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like argue for its, its great fucking artistic content. I but I that. like him in it. Sure. Is all I'm saying. I believe him in it. I do not believe him as Mark whatsoever. I hate the 90s trope of kid eats weed, kid smokes weed and sees visions. He's in the Guar video. It's so fucking stupid. He is typecasted as the nice guy. And he's in, I mean, he does get the girl and can't hardly wait. But what was he even going for in this movie? What was his... That's what I'm Mission. saying. I don't, I don't. I don't know. At one point, he talked about to be in a band or to have his own band, and then he named it after himself. And I was like, "This is a big letdown." Yeah. yeah. Um, AJ, played by Johnny Whitworth, um, uh. I think his most famous thing is probably Limitless. He's in Limitless, 2011's Limitless, starring the I lovely did not Bradley see that. Cooper. It's really good. Um, I would say it's really good. Unfortunately, it's, it's that is the year that uh, my husband decided we were going to be made it for life, and then. So, so you were busy. And then, no, I just stopped caring about everything else. And... Oh, also, shout out to uh, past guest, Grant Wayner. Grant Wayner. Your, What's your, up, buddy? Your lovely husband. He gave um, me terrible advice about this podcast, by the way. I threw all of it out the window on the right over yeah, here I would. His, in his, my uh, minivan. His, his episode's terrible, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. I love it. You, lo- you, gave, you gave him one of my top three favorite movies. I'm not holding a, ju- oh, a judgment it, or anything. It, 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 is, it is what it is. Um, Deb, played by Robin Turney. Um, we, at this point, we probably only, at at this point in 1995, we only know her from Encino Man. Correct. Um, she has like two lines in it. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then subsequently we know her from the same year from The Craft. Yeah. She rocks it. Uh, in The Craft, she rocks it. I thought she did okay in this movie. Dude, the whole, the whole whole head shaving thing was her idea, supposedly. I, I, I know, I know. And, um... But but also and then she had to wear a wig in the craft. That that's a that's a true story. Well, it looks good on her. Uh, uh, hey man, whatever works. Hashtag pulling it off. Whatever. 
Um, this is the Gina played by Renee Zellweger is the biggest bonkers version of this to me. Oh my be- god, I have be- so much to say about this because because it's like this movie is not only a box office bomb, but uh, she everyone is very bad at it. And then the next year, she's in Jerry fucking Maguire. Yeah. And she's throwing a, a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And she's great in it. Did you know that she was currently in a relationship with Rory Cochrane at that time? I did not know that. She was. They were a couple while they were filming this movie. And that's what landed her the uh, short role on Dazing and Views. Uh, she had a cameo in that. Hold on a second. That can't be true because that is before this movie. Well, then she did a cameo on Daisy and Fuse. Uh, there you go. That's, still that, that's, Rory. that's probably what has to be. John, the fact here. man over because, here. He's got I, all hey, the man, days memorized. Hey, man, you know, we, just, you know, we don't have to do this now, but at don't some point. Don't have me, bros. Uh, the Farpies <laughs> out there are going to get really sick, you know, sick of this, you know, because they love me. Um, uh, and then obviously the star of the, the main character of the movie, I, we could agree, is Liv Tyler. Yes. Yes, I I, very, I, 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 will agree with that. She does a, I think she does a phenomenal job. She was only with 15, what she has to do. With. She was only fifteen at the time. She had to have somebody on set monitor and chaperone her twenty four seven. Absolutely true. I that promise can't be you. True. Factual. There's no way that she's fifteen in nineteen ninety five. That's what they. She had a chaperone with her. Yeah. No way, dude. Look it up right now. There's no way that she's 15 in 1995. Oh my gosh. You guys remember when we used to just hang out and talk and nobody would have to Google things all the I, time? Hey, I, just, I don't want the therapies adding me. Um, oh. Because it was filmed in 1993. So at the time, she was 15 when it was filmed. Mm. But in 1995, you're correct. She was not 15. Uh, I, I, she I, was at the time I, of filming and she had a chaperone with her. I don't want to go t- too far down this rabbit hole, but like... She has obviously a bizarre upbringing. Doesn't realize Steven Tyler is her dad until many years into her life. You want to know what else I found out? Please tell me. She was with Joaquin Phoenix from '95 to '98. I I did know that. I did, I did not know that. Know that. Um, Mr. Joker himself. Ugh, the Joker. Speaking of thirsty. Uh, everybody, get ready for part three of the John Cady podcast, Joker. <laughs> I will be watching it right before the podcast because I have never seen it. By the way, the Joker podcast Hot is take. not has nothing to do with Walking Phoenix. It's just a Steve Miller band uh, podcast. Also, one of my least favorite rock songs the of all time. Joker. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Brendan Sexton as fucking Warren. God damn it. Where do we start with this one? Um, do we even you, have to discuss it? I mean, like, I, the did, world should agree. Dude, the 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 laughing, the fucking the, the it's fuck, God damn it! Did you ever see Desert Blue? No. The indie movie Desert Blue. No. With Casey Affleck, he's in it, and it's like two years after this, and he's like dead serious, and he's like he like hit a growth spurt, and he's like like all like. But I know I'm serious, and I'm not going to laugh like that anymore. I, anyway, I did. I did it, look him up. Um, his cliff notes were wanting, left me wanting for sure. Um, <laughs> left me wanting. Yeah, like what else did you do? Um, wait, was he in Welcome to the Dollhouse? I don't remember. I think so. Uh, I was dragged, and I say that like ironically, to a viewing of that at a local art house where they were just playing old movies. And I went in blind. I'd never seen Welcome to the Dollhouse. I got to see it on original 35 millimeter um, cool. with our good friend Brent. And I, yeah, it was awesome. I'm actually really glad I got that experience. It's a great movie. 
Um, well, we'll run on. Uh, shout out to Brent for a future guest on Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yes, that's actually his wheelhouse. Go ahead. Okay, so we're going to have to just get in this very convoluted fucking plot. Um, oh my God, it's been 13 minutes. I hate... I know we've got we've got a short time left. Uh, I'm going to try to wrap this up real quick. Um, basically, I hate this character. I Ooh. hate I Hit hate me. Lucas. I like I I just say like I don't believe. Wait, the character as written as the actor portrays it. I don't or know. All of the above. I'm not sure. Like I like I I'm it's a hat on a hat. Like, like, I hate the glasses. I, I, I don't feel like this character would wear those glasses the on his orange. motorcycle. Yes. Yeah, like, yes. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's I don't. I so don't the know. opening scene is he is closing down the record store and he's been given instructions. It's his first time closing. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. Don't do this. And instead, he dicks off and is doing everything he's not supposed to be doing and stumbles across what is a pending contract for their independent record store to be bought out by a chain store. And so Lucas Music does... Town. Yes. So Lucas does what every... Well, he has to be... I mean, he's 21, right? Because he's ordering I drinks. Mean, he's at least 21. We can talk about the age thing later. I have I'm, a lot I'm of things so to deal with, like the, the well. ages of all the characters in this. So he says, I'm going to take this money from today, $9,000, but instead of taking to the bank like a responsible night manager on his first closing shift, Classic Lucas. I'm going to hop on my crotch rocket, put on my orange Ray-Bans. I don't think it's a crotch rocket. What? Hold on, hold on. It's a Harley. Okay, fine. It's a Harley. It's a crotch rocket. It, it, um, it's totally a crotch rocket. <laughs> um, and he puts on the clear orange sunglasses to drive at night mm-hmm. to Atlantic City. And mm-hmm. I guess this is supposed to be based in Delaware, yeah. which is is about that, a two-hour drive. Like, that's, that's, another, that's another question. Like, where the fuck is this record store? They're in Delaware. They're I'm in, in Delaware, Delaware. And uh, they're about, I think, two to three hours outside of Atlantic City. But I don't but think... I, and, and, and if anybody hears this and you want to chime in in the comments... Um, if you're from Delaware, would you ride a motorcycle to Atlantic City at night? Because if they close it, they close it at midnight. Because they say it how many times in the movie? Several. Several. We'll say we'll say that. So then times. he's closed. He's dicked around doing what he's not supposed to be doing, and then he goes to Atlantic City. Well, that kind of gives more. Cre- that kind of makes more sense that he's there in the morning when they show up. But also, what? So so he loses the money. Blah blah blah. You know, like classic Lucas. You know, he wins the money and then doubles, the, you know, rolls again. That whole montage of, I walked in and just everything was lighting up around me. I I said, bet Shout on black. Trump Plaza. They won. Plaza I won this. They won. And then, oh, the girl. That was one of my favorite and, lines in the movie. And, and um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's. So he it's walks special. in, well, just starts throwing out bets at other people's tables. He, they win. Grabs a drink off a tray. Oh yeah, it's it's so. And, and, and wait, what is he playing? I I'm a, play, he, I'm not a gambler. So oh, I, he's playing craps. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's playing craps. Uh, you know, like you know, he says, "Do I have to hit this number? Do I have to hit seven? You Casinos know, are like Walmart seven. to me. I go there to people watch and have cheap cheap gotcha, drinks. Gotcha. I don't gamble for shit. I go there to take the house down. Uh, well, that's what Lucas yet. was doing until he doubled well, no, his money. No, I think technically he's just trying to just double the money and then go back. And why is he doubling the money? 
it's also unclear, like because he because no, he says it later because he wants to give Joe the money to buy out Music Town. No, no, we know that, but Joe already had the money to buy out the nine thousand dollars was to buy out Music Town. I thought that was the money that he was supposed to turn into the bank. It's unclear, like, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. I watched the ending twice just it's, to make sure what they were doing. So we'll convoluted. talk about that later. It's so convoluted. I was under the impression that was the money from sales from that day that Lucas was supposed to report on and then take to the bank. Yes. Nine thousand oh, dollars well, back yeah, then. That'll, that'll save a record store. I mean, that's nine grand. Nineteen ninety-five. You kidding music, me? From music town. A music town. Um. So, okay, so I don't think Seventh Heaven had did, that kind of money. Uh, they did. Oh, they, they, pro- they probably did. Actually, what they was probably did based we on what they, they were selling did. in the basement. We know they <laughs> did. My mom still to this day is like, "That's a cocaine dealer." <laughs> uh, oh, bless you, man. <laughs> um. So. Here's another question. Why is Lucas even at the record store in the morning when they show up? Only it's it's for fucking like Where else is he gonna go? It's ex home. Where is his home? Probably nearby. I don't know. Like, what I'm saying is like it's such sweaty exposition to where it's like he he's there and then Mark and AJ show up and it's like, oh dude, Lucas, what are you doing here, bro? And he goes, I gotta go. <laughs> And then leaves. And they're like, hmm, something must weird happened. I don't know. Fucking this is bullshit. You know, like whatever. He's, and well, like, I lost all my money last night, guys. No, he said, I, I don't I think lost he, everything. He said, I, I, but he doesn't talk about that. Correct. It, anyway. They, anyway it, but in, in an, and then out of that very, very bleak exposition, AJ's like, oh, he closed last night. So he must have taken the money to Atlantic oh, City shit. and lost it. And look, Joe is showing up right now. So, By the way, so, what kind of car was that Joe was driving? Um, that was a, it was a, it was a 70s oh, dude, model. I, I, it was a also, 70s I, model. I also, I also have that in, in the notes. I, was, okay. I, didn't, I didn't look it up, but I was like. And the leather looking jacket that he wears. Style. So, so the, first, the first thing in my notes right here is Sorry. Joe's wardrobe. <laughs> yes. Oh, my I'm God. Like, I'm like. I'm like. With the hair. He, is he cool? Like, you know, like the kids respect him for wearing that shit to a record store. I don't know, man. How old is Joe? How old is he supposed to be? Uh, I think well, that's, another, that's another thing. Like. He's at one point he beats one of the children that work at his record store. I mean, well, he deserved to get his ass kicked, but we'll uh, talk about that's that later. Not, that, that's not necessarily untrue, but I, but I mean, Lucas is at least twenty one, so that, I'll take that. Whatever. Um, but, but the kids, the kids' ages in this thing are just super bonkers to me. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Um, uh, yeah, I just have Joe's wardrobe. Yeah. What? So. Um, the confusing of what happens when uh, Lucas gets back and then everybody finds out about what happened, which, I mean, they didn't have cell phones back then. They didn't have, I mean, we had pagers, but I didn't see anybody on an actual sure. phone. But yet, like, all these people show up and just know the story. Like, do you remember how gossip got that hot back then? Like, what did we do? Oh, I remember. What? I would, uh, have you ever heard of, like, uh, like pigeon? <laughs> I would send a pigeon, I would send a raven. I mean, it's an honest question. Like, 1995, we For had a sure. second phone line in my house, and it was, like, For royalty. Sure. Um, uh, the, the next thing in my notes is, I'm going to fuck Rex, I'm going to fuck Rex Manning? Yes. Uh, so, cut to the next scene. Renee Zellweger is in her very awesome, what what kind of car was that? It's a Bronco. Yeah. It's a drop top. Bronco. Bronco. From She's the picking 60s. up. It's one of the coolest cars of all time, by She's the way. picking up Liv Tyler from what looks like. I mean, Corey. Oh, sorry. So she's picking up Corey, 
And Corey comes bouncing out of her fancy, like, little mm-hmm. Connecticut-looking home. Mm-hmm. And it's very Connecticut. she's got baked goods. She's got her little plaid, you know, skirt, pleated skirt with her crop top. And mm-hmm. they're ready to go to work. And then Corey so gets in the car. And she, Oh, no. Not just fuck him. Give him my virginity. Because this 18-year-old Harvard-bound high school student has been saving herself <laughs> for what would have been the fucking um, David Hasselhoff. Of 1995. He wishes. In Germany. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in, in Germany. Indeed. <laughs> some some German girl in uh, Germany yeah. is, is is living out her best life, sure. Corey style. Sure. And, try, and trying to get in bed with a David Hasselhoff wearing a slick button-up like, shirt. The dialogue in this part is just, like, the, the, the dialogue in this whole movie is is barely listen like i'm I'm, i can't like i'm just like this is not how anyone has ever talked to anyone ever i I just can't as if it's speaking of that you know do you know the producer of this movie had the script for clueless and did did this movie instead sounds like we all like lucked out on that one uh Think about that. Like the cl- Clueless is 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 is, is a it's great pretty... example of what is a good movie in 1995 sure. regarding teenagers because sure. it's funny and ironic and also yes. truthful. And, 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 it, and it, there's there's uh, at the end of the day there's like redemption. You yes. know, people learn something. You Paul know, Rudd like, and Paul Rudd. Yes, uh, Kansas City's own. Shout out to future guest Paul Rudd. Um, uh, let's just go ahead and everybody search Big Slick. Great foundation that he's co-founded. Mm-hmm. Continue. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this, this is where I just, in my notes, I just, I just wrote down, this is the most nineties fucking movie of all time. Like it, it's, oh, the wardrobe. it's, it's the, I mean, the, just, just everything, the montage, the wardrobe, <clears throat> the, they all get to work and they're all going to dust to music. Another thing that really pisses me off about this movie, being a record collector, being a DJ, being a musical appreciator. There's no version of this where you're in a record store and someone stops the CD, the record, the veto. The tape. Well, technically, they only vetoed the, Mark the, because Mark no, sucks. No, that's but. fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm fine with the veto, but no one would ever just put on something and just not let it play. You change it after the song. That's the deal. That's bro. also one Damn of your it. personal. <laughs> Like, okay, maybe I'm babes. projecting. I don't, maybe okay, I'm projecting. let's just side story this. Twenty years of friendship. I'm pretty sure you have got on me about that. Uh, it's the worst. Almost thing there every is. time just we hung like, out, even if you don't like it, just let it go. I'm it'll, working on it. Okay, it may take another twenty years. Just forgive me. Um, um, the next thing I have in my notes is AJ's acting is so bad. Can we get into this? Please. I have so many things Please. about this. Okay, first of all, um, 1995, AJ. The character, the way he dresses, his whole persona is exactly where I was at. I was a 13-year-old girl. He was my everything. As a 40-year-old woman, I look back and I'm like, look at this whiny, lazy piece of shit. (laughs) And if you actually like kind of break it out, he's like 21, has his own apartment. He just works at a record store. He's there all day, even though he's not on a shift because he just wants to do his art. And he is in love with a girl who is 18, virgin, and going off to Harvard. It's, it's not that canceling yet. I mean, it's, it's okay. okay so he let's, seems to let's, be a nice let's, guy. Let's talk about the scene where he is discussing on how he's going to profess his love to her. Right. To, he says this to Joe, right? He's on the roof. 
he has he's he has come up to Joe and he said, "Hey, I know you're having a busy day. You just lost nine thousand dollars. Blah blah blah. Somebody stole it. Um, can you help me? I've worked here for five years. Five years, and I have just been in love with Corey this whole time. So, so she started when she was thirteen, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to tell her because you know when you've been friend zone for five years, you should definitely profess your love for her at work." Sure. Right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. And, and even then, you should show up early for your shift and hang out all day to stew about how you've waited five years to tell her this. And then you should tell her. But let's go on the roof first. Let's go up on the roof and let's practice what we're going to say to her. And let's say things like, you're like a bubble bath. You're relaxing. I love you. No, you're like vanilla ice cream. You're my favorite flavor. And I'm like, the this fuck is this dude talking about? There. Also, can we talk about the fact he's wearing a checkered sweater vest? I, I, hey, I'm, I'm not going to disparage the guy's dress. I, I'll, I'll take it with I'll, a cardigan. It, whatever. I mean, it, it's it, got a no, no, it's it's like I'm not mad no, no. Hold on, let me finish. It's like they took a picture of Kurt Cobain in his cardigan with the hair <laughs> and the sweater vest underneath. And they went, okay, that's AJ. That's true. Ironically, what is Rex Manning Day? Uh, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we're not even there yet. Holy okay. shit. We got like two minutes left. Um, All he does is whine and it's super annoying. But baby, I love you. Oh, but dad, but, please. I need you. I'm just the friendly one who's a total fucking douchebag. Uh, also, let, lest we forget, I don't know if we're going to put this in the canceled corner, but it's uh, today you're acting like the Chinese guy from the Karate Kid. The Chinese, Yes. It's Japanese or whatever. I don't. Know. I wasn't is even it, gonna bring that is, up. Is that on purpose? Like you know, is is it on purpose to be? He like, could have just said you're Japanese? being a sensei, or like, something in the terms of you're being a mentor who's trying to guide me. Like we're, there's we're, a lot of different variations. We're not gonna mess with that. Okay. I think I think we all agree that it is questionable, but it is done now, and we can just all agree we don't agree with it. This is agree to disagree. This is um, brings me on to my next question. Do they, does the store collectively, obviously Lucas doesn't, but do they like Rex Manning? Rex Manning's coming to do an in-store signing for his new record. I was uh, confused why he was there, if they all hate him. That's what I'm saying. Like, because they're trying to like drum up business for the store. I'm sure that's the thing. Uh, well, and- well, hold on, hold on. You have to think about it. So this is 1995, right? So the biggest, the biggest musical acts of that year were Madonna, Janet Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what they're trying to say. It's like, we don't listen to that shit anymore. Now it's just old, because he's clearly older than everyone. You know, he's he's 10 years older than everyone. He's, he's an Great, 80s. Great, good for th- you. He's an 80s throwback, <laughs> you know. Um, call him like Richard Marks. I think that'd be a better version, like oh Richard God, Marks. I, I had that on <laughs> I bet you did. See, there you go. There you go. Um, when I see you <laughs> smile. <laughs> So we still, we still don't know if they like Rex Manning, but uh, but clearly also Corey does. Oh, uh, you can tell they're faking it, but uh, oh yeah. I mean, Corey likes him. She's gonna try to lose her virginity to him. She's like in love with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did have the Richard Mar- Richard Marks cassette tape. Me and a girlfriend, nine years old, used to sing it together at, um, on my little like boombox back in nineteen eighty nine, whenever that shit came out. He had the hair, the mullet. It was great. That's why I think that it's a good kind of like, you know, representation for I, for I, I absolutely agree. A lot of females will identify with that sure. similar like obsession. New kids um, on the block. So 
So now we have the shoplifting scene with Warren. Oh, God. Are we, are we, are we already fast-forwarding? Have we missed anything? So Rex Manning shows. So Lucas we're, comes we're back. We're short on time here. So like, I apologize. So, yeah. So Lucas comes back without the money and then makes an ominous statement to the two guys. He peels out. Joe shows up. And then they all go inside. Meanwhile, the guys are telling everybody who's showing up for work, oh, my God, we think Lucas stole the money. He went off to uh, Atlantic City. Joe comes in, sees the money's gone, fucking loses it. And they're all like, oh, what's wrong, Joe? And then they start their work day. They had a little montage. And it's just like business as usual, except for that it's Rex Manning Day. And here you go. Uh, shoplifting scene with Warren. Oh, I, Rex I, Manning hasn't showed up yet. Because he does, he's not there yet. I thought he was there during the shoplifting thing. It doesn't matter. Continue. Regardless. It, it, Irregardless. Uh, this podcast <laughs> is as unfocused as this movie is. So, like, we're, we're on point. You know, Fair enough. Um, uh, the, 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 the shoplifting montage, God damn it! like. Oh, it's on my list of, st- of worst scenes it, in the movie. It's, it's whatever. Like, you know, obviously it's played for laughs, you know, like, you know, he's going to catch him, you know, he changes his shoes. I thought the setup was hilarious. Um, you know, they got, they got the sense. kid. I mean, he even has like the, the decoder in his pocket and the he's. essential. Yeah. Do, do you call it, you mean the magnet? Yeah, I don't fucking know, dude. He's, he's deactivating the security <laughs> on the CDs. Yeah, and he's got yeah, the yeah, big, like, um. A windbreaker coat. Sure. And Lucas sees him doing it and he gets all stealth about it. This is when the fourth wall comes down again. Sure. Changes uh, his Suddenly he's narrating to us, not just in the movie. Um, and then he's like, "What? Did, oh God, what did he say? He's like, always leave them questioning or something. And right you know, as he's getting ready to approach, who we soon find out is Warren Beatty. Our friend Warren Beatty. Um, shout out to, never mind, I'm, he's never coming to this podcast. I would not, I would not have him. Ooh, um, the non-shout out. Uh, this is, th- th- then they, then they put him on the couch because Lucas is also on the couch and is. I thought we were about the montage that, uh, Which one? There's so this many. One, the shoplifting one, where he ran in and out of the building and around in circles. And then he hits him with a door. Yep. I mean, nowadays that'd be assault, but go ahead. It, I'm just going to have to, since we're running uh, short on time here, you know, 30 minutes. Okay, uh, sorry. Uh, 12 minutes left. We're just going to, we're going to go right down to Joe's angry drumming. Oh, come on. I hate it so bad. I actually listed that as one of the only scenes I liked. Really? Well, yeah, dude, you got to like it when he's, he's frustrated. And so he just goes and he rocks out to ACDC. And then they play it in the store, and uh, also Lucas, uh, Lucas's character, is miming the uh, singing. Except he clearly does not know the lyrics to it. The actor does not. And the he AD- doesn't need to know the lyrics. He's banging Renee Zellweger. Uh, uh, the ADR in this movie is so bad. Do you know what ADR is? Please explain. Automated dialogue replacement. Yes. So you know what I'm saying. So if they if they don't get the if they don't get your actual, you know, mic'd recording from a mic pack that's usually behind your back, you know, okay. like in, yep. like ran after your shirt. Got it. So they have to go into a, a an audio booth, yeah. you know, and do it. Re-record it's, it. It's so fucking bad throughout the whole movie. It was, Is it bad because because he didn't know the words or because they changed them? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying. That I, would incline that no, no, they no, knew I, something I don't was mean bad, though. just that scene. I mean the whole movie. Like, it, it's enough. just bad. I, like, I hate to nitpick that one because it's. 
He made it for ten million bucks. I don't. I don't. Whatever. I was gonna go for it when they caught him and they were trying to take pictures of him because they do that with all their shoplifters. They brought Rex Manning into the pictures. Why would Rex Manning deign to take pictures with the shoplifter? I, I, and that's a nitpick that I didn't even want to necessarily get into because it's it's kind of mundane. It's a comedy. It's whatever. You know, Is like, it though? You, you, <laughs> you, you have to really suspend disbelief. And that's not even necessarily my problem with this movie is, okay. the, is the suspension of disbelief. It's it's more the record store culture that they're trying to portray and then immediately break all those rules, you know, because they're trying to be like, oh, all these people know about music. You know, all these people love music so much, blah, blah, blah. And then they immediately abandon all of those ideas. Also... It, <laughs> You have to really suspend your disbelief. It's like, any time you look over, it's like, AJ's not working. He's doing art at work. Yeah, he's 21. We've, we've all worked in retail. We've all worked at... We've worked together. We've worked together. It's like, no, you, you work at work. I, I'm just sorry. This, Except for when, you know, you don't work and you take 40-minute bathroom breaks. But that's neither here nor yeah, there. That's, that's uh, 40, 50, 60. I mean, talk about another classic Ethan Embry moment. Uh, he is dusting the store and he comes up to the girl who's got the headphones uh, on. Yep, yeah, in the listening booth and kisses she's not, her foot. She's not in the listening booth. She's outside of it. And he... She's just sitting there with her eyes closed, waving her arms around, enjoying her music. And he walks up to her and puts his lips out like he's going to kiss her. Like, strange but woman. He kisses her foot. And then, she, and then she accidentally hits him, luckily. And she looks over and she's like, what are you doing in my personal space? You know, I'm enjoying music. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he makes that, like, I'm just dusting thing. And then he circles around her and then, like, bumps into her again, grabs her leg to hold it up, and then kisses her foot. I mean, and then he just makes that fucking smile that shit-eating grin oh i'm just a 12 year old like 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 baby just ignore me (laughs) you know it's okay it's fine like you just basically molested that girl and tried to assault her without her permission i'm not being dramatic like i'm not saying you know he should be arrested but you walked up to a girl you you tried to kiss her when her eyes were closed and then you continued to to fondle her and kiss her feet well my thing though is like i want to know how the the editor and or director was like Hell yeah. This is Dan. Oh this God, don't even get us started on what was this cool in 1995. Um, but it's, this is the Acceptable, point, the, I guess, is is the, the, point in the movie where we're starting to realize that this is so unfocused. You can tell that there's things that are cut out. You can tell that there's, there's certain things. There's like, what's, What's going on? The montages here? are total filler moments. Like there's nothing yeah, actually happening. Right. But like the storyline is chopped up. Have like, you noticed you know, that? Like when you look at the montages, like it'll cut back and forth. There, there's several montages where the outfits don't even match. Right. Well, well because this is supposed to be two days uh, in the original. No, script. no, it's the same scene. It is, right. it is the same 30 seconds, but they cut away and come back and cut away and come back. And, like, his shirt's on, his shirt's off, his shirt's on, his shirt's off. Well, right, Her that's shirt's what on, his shirt's off. Yeah. Like, 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 originally, this was over two days and not one day. So they they kind of, you know, had to, had, had to deal. Uh, it's, it's in the editing, it gets super dicey. Sure. It's um, a great film. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what do I have next in my notes? Um, oh, yeah, we meet... Uh, the guitar player guy, the rocker, uh, the rocker dude, he just comes in. Also, Becco? What, what's his name? What's his name? He, he's very much an app, what feels like an afterthought at this point. Like Burko. He, Burko. There you go. There you go. 
He's got a guitar at work. He's playing oh, guitar he, he's, work. he's on my top four uh, worst characters list. Oh, Absolutely. Top, um, top if you don't mind, if I take the lead on this one. Um, Please. Um, so the actor who plays Burko lied about his age so that he could even be in the film Spicy. because apparently there was a cap. Uh, they got 15-year-old Liv Tyler and then they've got 40-year-old Burko and he's like, I really want to be in this film so I'm going to tell him I'm like 21 to get in the film. And then he has like four lines. Um, and then my favorite one, just when his girlfriend has tried to slit her wrist the night before, shaves her head, and she goes, I just need time. And he just walks away like, oh, okay, babe, later. We haven't really talked about Deb a lot. Um, the manner in which... He's a this, non-starter. The, the, <laughs> the manner in which this film handles teenage suicide is fucking reckless. Ironically, it, it, it's, it's, it's 1995. It's like, aren't we in like the peak... Um, like heroin days and like there's all this stuff going down, sure. grunge era. A lot so of people it, have recently committed suicide. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. So uh, to, that was 94, to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Long yeah, it was it was very interesting the way they handled that topic. Uh, did you want to cover that? Gag, well, I mean, I mean, we don't have to go too deep into it, but I mean, like... It's, it's a, one of the opening it, scenes. It's a gag. Like, they're, they're, they're like, ha, ha, ha. Teen, <laughs> teen depression, teen suicide... It's it's pretty mismanaged. It's pretty cavalier, we'll say. And AJ it, noticed. It's AJ cared. Uh, that's that's that, that's true. And then he took off his shirt. That's true. And then <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way they handle it later is it just gets more egregious and more egregious and more egregious. Um, that, bring, it, it, that brings me back to where to the sum fuck it up, is the store? To sum it up, it's three dudes who go, oh hey. Um, are you okay? Dub's like, can no, I like okay. do anything? And she goes, no, leave me alone. And they're like, okay, great. And they just walk away. Um, does Eddie work at the store or is he a drug dealer? I thought he was that guy that won that MTV VJ contest. No, that's, oh shit. Uh, uh, Je- that's Jesse. Yeah, is that like his brother? No, I mean, they, that's that's not. They a, look the same now. They kind of. Oof, that, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I miss MTV VJ Jesse. He was great. He was great. Um, he lost to the Dave guy, and the Dave guy like went on to actually like be successful as an anchor and like I, stuff. And I, I don't know the Dave. Jesse's guy. in a band or but, something. Uh, um, yeah, Eddie, I, I was confused by that too. He just he, he sells the pot. Yeah, to, some, somebody the pot somebody has to, to bring drugs into it. So of yeah. course they made it the greasy. So, so make someone look stupid. The greasy fucking dude with the bad guy. teeth. Yeah, but he's for also sure. Like, but he's also like, does he work there? I I, I couldn't figure like, it out. He's like later on. He's a, he's the pizza guy. I don't know, man. It, this. So, but he walks into that break room, which is like the most phenomenal break room you've ever seen in your life. It's as big as like two living rooms and it's got little artist stations, the old couch, lockers, a lot of art. My favorite is the the quarters glued to the floor, but, um, very subversive, very subversive. But yeah, Eddie, Eddie just pops in. Hashtag Warren doesn't get it. Hashtag Warren does not get it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Eddie just pops in and out. He does, he, 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 he does the mixtape. Oh, dude, the mixtape. Which is still a thing. How many times did you make a mixtape for somebody? Oh, a hundred times. Hit me. Uh, so many times. You I, know still, my fa- you I know my- still make playlists for people right now. You know what my favorite mixtape was? Huh. I think it was actually in 1995. There was a kid in my neighborhood who was pretty cute, Devin Sawa style. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. he knew, it was when Black Hole Sun came out, Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and we were hanging out with a bunch. Sure. We're hanging out with a bunch of neighborhood kids. I think he had a trampoline, so he was hot, and he had a trampoline. Um, just the the total package, basically, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mentioned that Black Hole Sun was one of my favorite songs, and so you know what he did? He recorded it nine times on a single cassette tape and brought it to my house, and he even did like a personalized oh, cool. little cover thing. I was so embarrassed and shocked. Really? By the fact that the hot guy with the trampoline made me a tape that I never spoke to him again. <laughs> <laughs> also, he was my brother's friend, and I was totally scared of how sure, that was going to happen. Sure. So then I ended up dating my but other I brother's mean, friend. But it's fine. It's right. all it's it's then fine. You, it all works out. Marrying your other brother's. I did. Friend. I did end up marrying my brother's best friend in college. <laughs> But yeah, wait, so, so you know, wait a second. You didn't like it that he gave you a mixtape? I was just so like shy and embarrassed. It's like, you know, the hot guy with a trampoline down the street sure, made me a mixtape sure. and he's my brother's friend. And so I was just so embarrassed. Like, I just didn't say anything. Like, it's like when, like, you know, your crush comes to talk to you and you're just right. speechless. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And so I just never said anything. <laughs> Man. Well, uh, hopefully we'll get that guy on the podcast. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I'll have to go back through Facebook or something. It's I bet prob- you know his probably- first name. No, I don't actually remember his first name. You don't know name. his first name. He ended up moving like six months later. We're getting off topic. It's but Josh. It's, oh, actually, it- my first boyfriend was Josh. He was, he was my brother's friend. <laughs> Shout out to Josh, by the way. You were a great, you were a great um, boyfriend for okay. all three and a half weeks. So, so a lot of art at work um, seems like a pretty good place to work I for AJ. Um, and, and then, and then we, then then we have to smash cut to. Fucking Corey is uh, addicted to pills. This is the Saved by the Bell Jesse Spano uh, moment. Say, I am here for this. Hold on a second. So like, it's such a throwaway. This makes zero sense. They haven't done anything, and then all of a sudden, she's like, "I'm stressed out. I'm gonna fucking." Uh, it was a pretty epic meltdown. I also feel. I also feel like we're. We've completely skipped over the fact that I she, had the order written down. You're the one skipping. Well, sorry, this I, is your podcast. You, by the way, we, you we have, have 15 minutes. We have to do this on type 30. You have 15 minutes 15 left. 15 minutes left. Okay. God, that's why I'm rushing. Sorry. Um. Uh. Okay. So where are we at in your in your timeline? Okay. So, um, they have gotten to the store. Everybody knows what Lucas is up to. Lucas comes back. Joe yells at him, puts him on the couch. They open the store. It's Rex Manning Day. They're all excited. This old artist is coming in to sign uh, autographs. We already covered this. I'm just recapping really quick because we've been blabbering on for approximately three minutes. Um, blabbering. And, fine. And so Rex Manning shows up and they're all just like, oh, hey, it's Rex Manning. Hey, what happened to your hair? <laughs> it looks good. We- we loved your new album. We haven't even brought up Debbie Mazar yet, whom I love. Oh, we'll get there. And so then he's already uncomfortable because he doesn't feel like he's getting the response from the from like the people that have right. shown up and the people that work there that he deserves. Um, cut to um, them bringing him out to his table to sign records. I don't want this chair. What do you mean? What's wrong with that chair? I don't want this chair. What's wrong with the chair? We can't get you in the chair. We're going to get you in the chair. And then Joe's like, here's another chair. So he sits down, starts doing autographs. And then cue back to the back where the kids are still uh, peak drama. I think this is where the Deb thing happens. Uh, uh, no, that's already happened. Sorry. That's already happened. So what happens after that? Well, well this is... Eddie shows up with the brownies. Uh, the brownies. Warren comes to shoplift. Warren comes to shoplift. And then basically at this point, uh, Corey is like, hey, oh, Rex. Yes, it's lunchtime. 
It's lunchtime. Uh, Joe, fucking, I'm serving Rex's lunch! Yeah, it's so fucking ham-fisted. It's so sweaty. Uh, so Corey, so, who's 18, so, off to Harvard soon, has decided is, to this, give Rex her virginity. This is, this is what I don't understand. She's like, hey, let's have some sex. And he's like, cool. And then she's like, he whips no! He whips it out. And uh, then she looks at him like he just... But then she just... doesn't want to do it anymore, I guess. Well, so she's I wondered... A, she's having a, 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 a crisis of... Does he have a small of, penis? Was it really small? And she, and that's why she's crying? Yeah. Um, she, no. She and, didn't realize my, how small they really were? In my brain, he's rocking a gigantic hog. Um, um, of course it is in your brain. I know what you like, John. Um... <laughs> But, but like, also so, at this time the internet doesn't even exist, so she's is, probably never seen a penis. Th- this is this is another thing where I'm like, I feel like the screenplay and or script or whatever is so off the rails that like it just doesn't make sense because it, it's not like she's like, no, I shouldn't do this. I don't want this for myself. Correct. You, you get know, like, you get zero actual context to absolutely. why she That's is goes from like throwing herself at him to and like, then he crying. and then he starts to unbutton his pants like okay and he even said, Are you sure you want this? And she right. says yes. And, and like, she oh, yeah. looks super lusty in that yeah. scene like she's good to go. And then so he starts to unbutton his pants and then she looks at him like he just showed her like the most offensive thing of all time and grabs her clothes and storms out. Uh, by the way, uh, for context here, Tharpies, I don't want you to at me about this because I'm not trying to say that she should have done this or needs to do anything. I'm just saying this is a script problem. Yeah, it's like there's context no context. Problem. Why? Why did she storm out? I was completely confused. And then what happens next? Uh, then they go Gina, to Eddie's. They go to Eddie's pizza place. Oh, she. So she goes. Yeah. So Eddie does not work there. I guess at I don't Eddie's know. pizza place. He looks like he's wearing a pizza shirt. He, he, he works at both places, sort of. <laughs> I guess he's doing double duties. He's a, he's a Renaissance man. Um, there and they have lunch. They have a very lengthy, long lunch at the middle in the middle of the day, which is not a thing that happens in retail, especially for minimum wage folks. And uh, absolutely, and um, and then she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go fucking fuck Rex." Maybe wait, 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 hold on, bring it back. So the taking off of the bra. Did she get that bra from Gina? Is that why she threw it at her? I'm not like you. I can't be you. I can't just have sex with whoever I want. And then she takes the bra off at a table and throws it at her. I'm like, I feel like there's a scene so missing here. They're hundred percent. There's where, so many where, scenes missing. Where movie. where Gina was trying to support her because yes. she was fucking just like I am gonna Doesn't have sex with Rex Manning. Yeah. So Gina's like, I'm your friend. I'm gonna support you I'm because friend, whatever. You. Here's and a sexy by, bra. By doing that, I'm gonna go fuck him. Uh, also, pairing the red sexy bra with the white cotton underpants, I thought was weird. But also gave like the virginal tones of like she's obviously never seen a penis before. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm judging. I don't care. Hey, At man. me. Um, so yeah. So then she throws cool she throws the bra, calls Gina a slut, and then just like runs off. Again, the context is is. I really feel like there's so many things on the cutting room floor of this movie that like... Well, they got the montages in John. That's all that matters. It makes zero (laughs) sense. So many different times. And then... They needed the Mustang for that montage. That was more important. So, so, okay. So anyway, so now Corey starts to reveal that she's, uh, I guess, a drug addict. She never reveals it. She likes... I mean, she... She takes pills. There's a very oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I apologize. I apologize. And I'm like, are we to believe this is a Jesse Spano type yes. of diet pill addiction? She's or so whatever? excited. She's extremely. Fu- I don't think she is excited. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm seems, so excited. No, no, I get it. I'm no, so no, scared. Oh, 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 
I got the reference, but I, but I just don't think Corey's very excited. She seems less than excited. Um, and and then we go to why is the door locked? Where's Gina? Where everyone's standing around. We're so like. I love how there's uh, ten people in this building and a celebrity, and apparently just like and Joe's letting a nonstop sex nonstop customers, but yet through all these people that are in the store and 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 just like pillaring around or whatever you call it, um, suddenly she walks in and she goes, "Where's Rex? Where's, Where's Gina? Gina? Why all, is this door locked? Why is this door locked?" And everyone's looking at it. Now I'm like, Joe, you might be responsible here you know like you that's these are ostensibly teenagers he's like 40 and she's definitely at least I think rex manning is like 50 i mean i get the impression that gina's graduated high school at this point i feel like that Corey is the one Corey is the youngest one no but like just for context like i don't feel like gina was underage and that that should be a discussion you mean under legal age i mean correct sure yes she's I but would, still, I would imagine because they're best friends are probably the same age. Dude, that guy is creepy as fuck, man. A 40-year-old. And she's only doing it out of spite which of her best friend. Which have no context for. Because, of course, zero sense. because, of course, all the females in this fucking movie are just, like, toxic, catty, yeah. bitchy, depressive. Like, the guys are all hot. And their biggest problems are, oh, I just, like, AJ is so gambled hot. away all the business's money. Oh, I'm just <laughs> making brownies. I'm just super cute, and I like Guar. Well, oh, I just second. love everybody. And hold the girls are like... I don't think Pete is very hot. Sorry, Pete. Do we need to have a second podcast? Yep. It's called Pete. Pete or Neat. Dude, but the, it, it's, it's, it's classic bullshit. The girls are fighting and depressive and crazy, and the guys sure. just, like, have the most dumbest yes. problems in the whole world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, is that true? Do you think that's what it is? <laughs> I'm sorry. So Jane was the only nice one. And she quit as soon as she got there. And then she came so back as Joe Debbie, out? De- De- Debbie Mazar, by the way. Why did she ask him out? I, that was confusing the, to me. Also, you, I guarantee you there is another cut scene about them like romanticizing or him being sweet. We do to, need to look to, at deleted scenes. Whatever. Um, I don't think they're available. I'm just saying like when I say deleted, I mean like never put in the fucking movie. Like not even deleted scenes. I mean, just everybody like has deleted scenes. Unavailable. I thought that was a thing. It's it's not not in this movie. Okay, uh, and also her hair with the hat. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I was about to get there. <laughs> you, you, you beat me to the punch, and I was like, Debbie Mazar. We love Debbie Mazar. Over Absolutely. Here on this podcast. Goodfellas. Entourage. Hair. But her eyes hair. are gorgeous. That what hair. was up with the hair? Was that a wig? No, it was just. Blonde, and then constantly she had to have a hat on, dude. She was wearing beanies before the hipsters are wearing beanies. What was up with that? It's it's that's literally what was in the notes. Um, Debbie Mazar, we love her. So, what the fuck is the hair going on here? She shows up with Rex, gets him in the building, gets him situated, quits, sits down. And then finds out that the crew there, the crew at this fucking record store in Delaware, this group of 20 year old people go, you know, we don't actually like Rex Manning. She's like, and now I quit. Okay, real professional Jane. Um, and then so she comes Classic back Jane. later with a beanie and then asks Joe out on his worst yep. day. Like, dude, this guy's life's falling apart. She's like, hey, let's go to dinner. Yep. Your life's falling apart too. Um, so that begins the third act of the movie at this point. I don't even really need my notes anymore Does, because I'm surprised they're not doing heroin in the booth the, at this the, point. The end of my, the end of the end of my notes are the third act is completely off the fucking rails. Okay, I had to watch this three times to even understand exactly 
how this movie wrapped up. Um, I felt like that was a big gray area. So what was their goal? Okay, so... Um, they do a, a Lucas, fundraiser. Lucas gambles away all of the money that's in the safe because he wanted to double it to prevent the mm-hmm. music store from getting sold to Music Town. He lost but 9, he fucks that up. Yep. And then when their big celebrity star comes in that's supposed to attract more business, they fuck that up. So then the actual owner, who is Joe's brother? His name is Mitch? Is that, are they brothers? <laughs> No, it kind of seems like they are. No, no, no. They're not brothers. They're that's not? A, no, that's some that's a dude from like corporate, like coming that's the dude from Music Town. He no no, he no no. He Mitch is the owner of the store and he's like, oh no, my he's the owner. No, no, no. He's he's the owner of like the property. Like, right. No, they're not they're definitely not brothers. Okay, so I kind of felt like there was like a brotherly thing there, but then not okay, so then uh Mitch, the actual owner, shows up and we're like and they're and he's like you guys fucking lost my money. We're going to sell the music town. And at this point, Joe's already told the crew, like I was going to try and buy it, but you guys fucking lost the money and you're acting like jackasses. So guess what? Now you work for music town and we're all fucked. So this is after the Rex Manning gets kicked out and, uh, Deb has her little funeral. Mm-hmm. Can we just, the just for a brief moment, we, yes. can, we have to address this. Like, I know I said it earlier, but like, the way they dealt with, you know, mental illness and or depression and or suicide is... Addiction. Addiction is beyond fucking egregious. Like In 2022 they it, standards. They, no, but I mean, even then, even then, I suppose... Sure. We'll put this in the cancel corner for, for Tharp and 30. But like, but even then, it's just like... They put her in a coffin, and it's... They put it's, her on a table. It was a table, and they lined oh, it with lights, oh, and oh, they hung like a cross on the wall. Oh, by the okay. way, why does everybody put crosses everywhere? You think Jesus wants to come back and see a fucking cross? Sure, sure. Another torture device. <laughs> um, it's, it's the most popular torture device. For At me on that. Like, I, um, I, I will take you down on that. <laughs> I will not. I will not. It, so, yeah, so uh, I guess uh, Deb realizes she wants to live, but she doesn't really say that. Oh, but... which, which by the way, the girls had to come and do for her because the guys all sit around and went, I just love you a lot, like, blah, blah. Just, like, the, 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 all of the drama It's all around the girls, and they're the ones actually moving forward the plot, and the guys just stand around, look good, and whine a lot. It's sure. fucking bullshit, yep. but... We also didn't talk about AJ's confession on the roof, but I don't think we need to talk about that. Oh, we don't. Let's just skip it. Yeah. Great. Like, well, I mean, like. I like this uh, part. Well, oh, how about this? Hey, uh, I love you. Hey, you're my friend. Let's move on. Yes. Yes. There we go. Um, I also loved how he Bringing picked. me to another ridiculous plot point He picked the moment goes, to. Sure. Con- let's, I need to be with you because I've never even thought about it ever. And, and now everything's great. And now we're going to be together. He picked the moment that. She had just thrown herself at Rex Manning to confess his love for her. Oh, by the way, while she's visibly crying and pulling away from him and telling her to leave him alone, she's saying no. He's saying yes. I'm going to push anyway. Another example of just it, terrible fucking male behavior in this movie. It, 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 oh, I've silenced him. There's no. I mean, I, I, I really didn't want to nitpick this movie because movies are stupid. Like, there's, there's. A thousand movies that are like this, but this Fair one just seems the most unfocused ever. And 
it, it's really more about how everyone's like, dude, that movie kicks ass. It's moved from my childhood that rocks. I would like, be interested to hear terrible. what the positive take takeaways are for people who like them. So if you were to think of movies that are like your favorite movies from the 90s and like what your takeaways are. And sure, we can pick those and they've got their oh, own, yeah, no, no, their own shit in them. Like this is definitely not like um, I'm here to like put empire records to the stake and just be like it's terrible no, you know uh, of course not it, but it, I, I can't about... i can't not mention that no sorry of course, no absolutely <laughs> no 100 i'm I, I i completely agree with you and that's what i was saying earlier at the, at the start of this cast that i was like you know man i'm not gonna roast this movie and then i fucking watched it again and i was like oh i have i to. hardcore I, I stand can't. aj back in the I, day i can't i can't this i can't back this movie up it is very very bad a lot of our uh, contemporaries and friends are like, fuck yeah. That's like that's like the text of my young adult life. And I'm like, it's fucking terrible. John, uh, we only have 12 minutes left. Okay, so we have to, we have to, uh, so let's wrap up the third act then. Um, they, uh, funeral. They, the funeral, then uh, fundraiser. And during the funeral, they get busy, they freak out. And then, um, for some reason, they start pulling their money together. And they go, hey, Lucas, here's $900, you know, to so try to, like, Why raise. Why are they giving it to Lucas? Because he's the one that lost $9,000. So, this, so it took me three times watching this to understand. Well, be like, okay, show. here's what happened. Lucas lost the $9,000. And Joe's even said, I could still call the cops at this point and have you arrested for losing my $9,000. And so, the friends. he needs it? So, after the. Oh, Warren came back with the gun. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, hold on a second. My God, what are you on over there? Um, so, so, Jesus Christ, like. Okay, again, Lucas with the cross thing, we're dropping it. No, no, hold on a second. No, 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 the gun. No, 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 the gun. Uh, the, Warren comes back with the gun. Yes. AJ's at the register. He busts the gun out. Is firing blanks in a record store. Dude, and that was a gun. It's can a 357 Magnum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, I was going to say, I know you know what kind of gun it is. This is the stupidest fucking part of the movie. This is, like, there's so many stupid parts of this movie. It's the it's the worst one. It's on my it's on my list. It's, um, it's very bad. Like, But so go ahead go ahead and talk through it. Like, so no, no, he, it so, walks in. So, so, so my thing is, like, again, I'm like, the screenwriter, the script supervisor, the editor, the director are sitting in there like, hell yeah. This is a good idea. Because, of course, a we're man gonna, would gonna, bring a gun gonna, gonna, to gonna solve have, his problems. We're going to have this. Okay, Classic calm, 90s. Calm, calm down. <laughs> now, just the fact that this is a plot point in the movie. In the female defense. Is, is, is bonkers. <laughs> um, in that he doesn't. But he does go to jail. But he gets out of jail immediately. But and he's he a comes juvenile. Back. No, but, no, but he gets arrested. The line, the line that the cop says. Um, while they're arresting they're him blank. is, well, considering he's a juvenile and they're blanks, they're probably not going to do anything. But so that means it's back, okay. That means yeah, it's no, okay no, to no, no, load no, but, your gun with blanks right, and go shoot it's, people. It's very much not. Very um, much okay. And you will very much not, you will very much get arrested. 2022 standards versus 95 standards. Um, even back then, you can't do that in 1995. Anyway, whatever, I'm not going to nitpick this film that much anymore. You but, have 13 minutes. So... Base. So anyway, whatever. So now Warren gets a job. Uh, Warren comes. Not back. technically. He just makes AJ just makes him a badge. He, he gets a badge. He's base. He's getting a job. You know the deal. He's getting a job up there. 
And <laughs> is and he even old enough to get a job? His kid he, looks twelve. He looks twelve or thirteen. And so, and then we're doing a fundraiser. And uh, the, uh, what's the guy's name? The guitar player. The guitar player. Burko. Burko. Um, who's most of his shit was completely cut out of the movie, and there was like other like like three other characters cut well, out. Well, they the found movie. out how old he really was. Um, well, they still kept him in the movie. Well, I mean, anyway. So then all of a sudden he's on the top of the roof, and they're playing, and they're rocking out. Where's the drummer? Oh yeah, that's a great that's a great plot hole. There, there's a there, there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of rocking and rolling going on up there. No drummer. That was the Mark band, right? Um, the Mark or the C. No, no, what? No, no, no. And well, and then oh, also we we forgot to talk about also how like you know uh, Gina wants to be a singer, Gina wants to be a singer, and uh, and then she gets her chance uh, on the top of the thing. Do we have to talk about this movie anymore? So Warren Warren, Warren shows up with the gun and the blanks and um, starts to threaten the store. And that's when Deb walks up because you know she survived a suicide. She's super dark. She just had her funeral. Mm-hmm. She's ready to like. Let shit go. And she brings him down. Cops show up. They arrest Warren. And Lucas, and that's when everybody decides, hey, you guys, Lucas lost $9,000 last night. And we don't want to lose Lucas. He shouldn't go to jail. Why should he go to jail? It's okay to go take $9,000 of a company's money, go blow it at Atlantic City, and then come home and you should just shouldn't go to jail. Just like Warren Mm -hmm. should arm a Magnum with blanks (laughs) and shoot at people at a public place and then still get out an hour later. I mean, you know, this all makes sense. Why should uh, Rex Manning not be able to have sex with an 18-year-old? Why should AJ, a 21-year-old, pry on a high school senior who's bound for college when he has no prospects? I think that's that's the least problematic why why movie. should we give Deb the, the, the suicide risk any more attention? Because uh let's face it, nobody cares she should probably die anyway. Like the whole movie is just riddled with like like uh, poor like, plot lines. And then Joe obviously midlife crisis trying to age twenty when he's really forty or however old, but it's okay because Jane's gonna show up in a beanie and ask him out on a date, so things are probably gonna work out for him. Sure. Um yeah, yeah. but yeah, so the movie ties together where the group comes together. This is my interpretation. Correct me if you think uh, I'm wrong. So they're like, we're going to raise the $9,000 that you gambled Mm -hmm. so you don't get in trouble. Right. And then hopefully help Joe build the capital again to prevent us being sold to Music Town. But then they also still get sold to Music Town and they are basically what saying that. So then Mitch shows up and then they're like, you know what? We don't actually need. Here's your $9,000. We don't actually want to keep this store or prevent you from selling to either town. We just want to make sure that Lucas doesn't go to jail and that Joe gets out. And then Mitch is like, wait, 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 wait. I'll sell it to you for cheap. I'm like, why would you sell it to him for cheap? You just had Music Town make, on the make, hook. It doesn't even so, make So, th- so right. They, they were just trying to <laughs> refill the coffer of what Lewis fu- Lucas he, fucked up. That's only because he had to work for five minutes. He was like, you know, because he man, starts to man the register. Yes. Yes. You know? Of He's course. Like, I'll just sell it to you because I'll just this is, sell this it is to devastating. Him. Okay. Do you remember the story he told Rex Manning? He's like, oh, this was a great store. It was my grandfather's store. We sell bathtubs, bidets, everything. And then my hipster dad turned it into a record store. Right. Now I'm trying to make that better. And it's like, wow. I'm surprised um, he didn't one of those Zach Morris phones. This this movie sucks. What can I say? This movie sucks. The soundtrack sucks. Okay. So 
Uh, let's just, you mind if I like punch off some stuff really no, quick? No, please do. Okay, so. So looking into this film, it was, you know, just a natural progression that you would look at the reviews and some of the commentary from 1995. Uh, Roger Ebert, 1.5 stars. Uh, sure. <laughs> Raj. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it was, let me, let me like Google. 30%. 31%. Yeah. Of reviewers, 83% of audience. So Damn. just, I mean, classic, not classic, just cult classic material, uh, 100%. I do have to, I, I would like to read this. It was a comment that somebody left on Roger Ebert's post. Please, please. <laughs> okay, this is from a, a commenter. <clears throat> it was garbage from start to finish. The acting was terrible. The writing was crap. And if the script was written on actual paper, I feel sorry for every tree that was chopped down so that this pile of junk that masqueraded as a movie could be written. The only paper that script should have been written on was toilet paper because at least then it would have been put to good use. Dang. Because that's exactly where a script for this movie belongs, in the toilet with the rest of the crap. (sighs) Yeah, I, I can't say a whole lot different. I'm, and like I said earlier, I'm like I'm not trying to disparage every single actor in this movie or anything like that, but because it's like you're you're a teen, you know, you're a kid, you're trying to, you know, like yeah, fuck yeah, I want to take this movie. Uh, I'm I'm trying to act. Yeah. Have you seen what Ethan Embry looks like right now? Yes. He's super grizzled. Yeah. I mean, he looks fucking grizzled as Absolutely. hell. Well, also, you know. We're at an age now where I've got kids and they're watching these movies thinking like, this is what my life was like in 1995. And I'm like, uh-uh, no fucking way. That's not happening. Do me a favor. I listen to the Jim Blossoms. Go watch Requiem for a Dream and then we'll talk. Oof, that's, that, that one's still like, I'm sorry, like, like maybe that will get done this podcast, but like, I'm not going to say that's a bad movie. I'm just going to say that's a hard movie. And it was a hard movie then. It's a hard movie now. Darren, it's a hard movie you dragged me to at two different D- theaters. D- Darren Aronofsky is a fucking monster genius. I don't know what to say about that. But like, you know, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to get in that one. But, um. Ching. What was, uh, any, any final thoughts for, uh, this movie oh, before we just kind of move on? Yeah. Um. It ain't good. <laughs> Well, okay, so at the time, 1995, we were very much in a Clinton era, our culture was. It was low unemployment, low interest rates, the middle class was thriving, and we were coming off of other great 90s movies. That you know, like she's all that, like like open the door for just this whole culture. So of course there's going to be some turds in there. Um, I just hope that... (laughs) Younger generations are not using this one as a beacon. As, as a text. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Go watch Daisy Confused. Go watch Clueless. Um, what, what's your favorite What's your favorite record from 1995? Are you serious? I didn't even look that shit up. Like, I can't even tell you. Oh, wait, wait. So 1995, let, let, let's go ahead and take this back. I'm in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um well, my my siblings were older, mm-hmm. so I was fortunately exposed to a lot of great music that not everybody my sure. age was. Like I had already listened to like Opiate by Tool and the Guns N' Roses albums, and everyone had heard the Guns N' Roses albums. You know, Doggy Style. 
Whatever. Don't say that. Um, no, seriously. I mean, like, the use your illusion one and two are, like, ubiquitous. Everyone's seen all those videos. Everyone knows the Wasn't shit. this the year that uh, Biggie's album came out? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of all over the map. Never really exposed to country. Haven't gotten into it, but it. I don't think Dude, I have a favorite record. I don't think I have a favorite record. I mean, I have favorite bands, but not really favorite records. Because at that point in time, I was I was 14 years old, dude. Like, I wasn't going to the mall to buy records. I was... Without, without looking at the internet. Not um, looking. Without looking at the internet, I'm going to go out and say Uh-oh. that my favorite record of 1995 is The Benz by Radiohead. Of course you would say that. I don't, I, I <laughs> may, maybe there's, no, maybe there's something that, that came out that year that I think is, you know, better Bush. than, if, if, um, no, that came out in 1994, 16 Stone, 94. Yeah. This, this, is, this is where I don't believe anything John says, because he's got everything memorized in his head at, at all times. Uh, well, maybe it was, 90, you know it was 1995. You know it was 94. Was, was 16 Stone 95? Um, Look it up on your computer. You, you said without the internet. You literally no, started this without no, the internet. I was saying that without me looking up the, on the internet, okay. I was going to say that my favorite record of 95 is The Benz. You know what else I forgot to mention? Did you know that um, Debbie, is it Mazar? Mazar, yeah. Do you know she was dating Paul Rubin? R.B. Fucking Pee Wee? Uh-huh. No shit. 93 to 99. Well, he, he's a, really, he, he's a brilliant man. Um, Groundlings, old school, a Chicago guy. Uh, we love, we love. Sixteen him on Stone podcast. was nineteen ninety four. Like I said. Like I said. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, okay, so so we have uh, Pee Wee on set. Pee Wee's actually here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hey, Pee Wee, come on in. <laughs> Paul, thank you for joining us. No, I only call him Pee Wee. We do this all the time. Shout out to Paul Rubin. <laughs> Please join our next That's podcast. That's my Pee Wee, by the way. Um, did you also know that um, 1995 was a big year for a lot of things? Tell me. Okay, so number one, O.J. Simpson, not guilty. Uh Man, you hear the pregnant pause on that? I was, I was, I was just like, "Oh shit, is he's not that's, guilty?" That's going on the cutting room floor. Yeah, no, no, it's staying in there. Uh, Connie Chung was fired from CBS News for being pregnant, right? Yes, uh, no. <laughs> Supposedly, her her ratings were in decline, but she disagreed. Uh, Michael uh, Joe Montana retired from football mm-hmm. while Michael Jordan unretired. Uh, he he, re- he retired from football from from, from who? The Kansas City Chiefs. We, we suffered a bad loss over here yesterday, uh, Kansas City. Uh, I don't know when this is going to come out, but so hopefully that's not relevant later. But uh, hey, yeah. man, it, it, it was it was a shout, tough game. It, shout out to future guest Joe Montana and Joe Montana yes. from the movie Thinner. Yes, absolutely love that guy. And Leslie, forget him in Airheads. Loved him there. What else happened in in ninety five, Kathy? Well, the World Trade Organization was founded and launched. Oh, WTO. WTO definitely happened. Um, the FDA approved the first chickenpox vaccine. Is that true? You probably haven't even had it. No, because I had chickenpox. <laughs> well, you better get it, otherwise you're going to get shingles when you're older, and apparently that's really bad. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So wait, wait a second. So your kids don't 
So they've already had that shit. So like they don't yes. have to have chicken pox. Correct. I didn't even think about that. Yes. That no longer exists in childhood. We don't we don't do chicken pox parties anymore. No, we don't. We don't. Although I I have vivid memories of my dad putting oven mitts on my hands oh, and taping them in my wrist. Oh yeah. It's and awful. then my brother and I finding creative ways to like go scratch each other. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you gotta figure it out. Fucking shit's awful. Oh my gosh. Um uh the Unabombers uh, manifesto was released in ninety five. Ah, uh, classic Unabomber. 35,000 pages. Have you read it? No. Why not? I'm really busy doing the podcast. <laughs> uh, what do we have on the agenda for the next podcast? What did we decide? Um, future guest Bill Clinton will be here next week mm-hmm. uh, to talk about whitewater. Rafting or? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's all blurred to me at this point. Oh, the other cool fact was that Angelina Jolie almost played Deb. Really? Yep. That's... Then maybe she would have fallen in love with Ethan Embry instead of the guy from Hackers, and it would have been a whole different future for all of us. Uh, Johnny... What's his name? Hashtag Brangelina Forever. uh, Okay. Um, (laughs) That's a different podcast, too. Oh, we also didn't talk about Rex Manning Day. And we're not gonna. Oh. Uh, like people legit, and this is the this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because people legitimately are like, "Fuck yeah, man! It's Rex Manning Day!" <laughs> like, like, God damn it! This Which is April eighth. It's on their calendars. This movie's bad. So, what, so what are you celebrating? I don't get it. What are they celebrating? They they love this movie. They so they just like Rex. go home and watch the movie, or I, I don't know. They they. Ugh. I don't know. That is not a ladies and gentlemen. I think we're very trash. Um, do, you have, do, do, you have, huh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I mean, b- b- before we sign off here on this podcast, because we're oh, approaching we're at 29 minutes. Oh my God, we're at 29 minutes. I apologize, folks and followers. Uh, yes. If you are local to Kansas City or the Wichita Springfield. Or not. Overland Park area. Please visit your local brewery, City Barrel, at citybarrelkc.com. Well, Katie Ryan, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It's been a lovely treat, and I hope to have you on again in future endeavors. Thank you for having me, John. It's a pleasure, as always. I love your Rex Manning t-shirt. Thank you. And uh, It's one uh, of the spray-ons where he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Got in Florida. <laughs> and uh, well, we're signing off here on Tharkin 30, and we'll see you next time.